Hey everybody, welcome to Smashing Game Time. We are three brothers that go through gaming's back catalog of yesteryear. I am your host, Nick. Below me is my brother, Josh. Josh, say hello to the people. Why, hello everyone. How are we doing today? Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for asking, Josh. I'm doing good. He said below me. And then to my left is Jake. Jake, welcome back from your sickness. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back. It's good to be back. I had a, I had a cold and I didn't want to deal with anybody. So, yeah. Well, you still sound like poop, but we're glad to have you back. Everybody, we are doing 2020 Q2 today. We're also going to look at some of the Steam Next Fest demos. I played, I think about, I think I played about 20 demos in the last 48 hours. I'm going to talk about a handful of them. We'll get to that at the end of the show. As always, we are a Trident Network podcast. Go check out our siblings. They're awesome. This is usually the part of the show where I ask you to rate and review us wherever you get your podcast. Uh, I'm not going to do that anymore. In fact, I'm going to say, listen to us wherever you get your podcast. And then, um, you know, fuck the algorithm. Tell a friend. Uh, the computers, they do not run this show. You do. Tell a fucking friend. Pass the word on. Pass the word on. What do you guys think of that? I was workshopping that the other day, and I really liked it. Uh, it was straight to the point, and yeah, we're canceled now. I just, I always hated begging for kind words and five stars. Just tell a friend. Do, do a solid tell a friend. If you enjoy the show, why not? Why not spread the word? Or uh, not just describe. tell them about the shitty show so they can listen to it for themselves. Or yeah, yeah. Tell your enemies like, hey, this show is really good, and then the the, the enemy comes here and listens to it. Like, oh my god, that show sucked so bad. Why would they recommend? Oh, they hate me. That's why. That's why they recommend. We're now me. the fuck you show. We're the <laughs> we're the fuck you tell your enemies show. Waste their time. Waste their fucking time. Before we get into 2020 Q2, what has everybody been playing? Jake, you've been gone for a little bit. What's what you go? What you got going on? All right. So TFT Set Nine launched last week, and I've been playing it all day, every day. And I'm glad this game is not only on the PC, but it's also on my tablet and my phone when I'm not on my PC. Uh, set Nine. This is Set Nine. It's uh, themed as uh, Runeterra Reforge, basically taking uh, themes and uh, nations, countries that are in Runeterra into TFT. It's been pretty cool. Like They have uh, countries like Ionia, uh, Piltover, if you guys recognize Piltover from Arcane, uh, Jean, uh, Noxus, all that. So it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It's been addicting. I think I have almost... 200 games in and the set came out last week <laughs> Jesus. by set is that basically a season pass yeah pretty much like the sets last for like three months and then like uh they started doing half sets so like they'll take a little bit of, they'll make a little changes to the set so it'll be like a uh like last set was 8.5 they didn't start doing that till set four or i think it was set three to start doing it but yeah so this is set nine uh it's gonna be three months they'll have a tournament and then uh, set 9.5 and then three months another tournament new set all that stuff would you say team fight tactics is your main game right now i know you go through spurts yes it is actually my main game because i announced retirement from competitive brawlhalla we're are they gonna <laughs> hang your jersey from the rafters <laughs> yes no they're gonna do it they're gonna do it hell's kitchen style they're just gonna hang it on a hook they're gonna roast me man 
they're gonna they're gonna pull it up, but Jake's still wearing it. And Jake's like, guys, guys, and they just they, they don't they don't fucking care. They're just so wrapping it by up. daylight, basically. <laughs> but there you go. like this game, I'm actually better at this game than I ever was in Brawlhalla. So yeah. But Jake, remember, be humble about your beginnings. Like, it, it got oh you yeah, I know they're always you know they're always be a place in my heart, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, you can't turn your back on the PGA and go and make all that money and live. Well, actually, you can because then the PGA just buys you up. Anything else yeah. on the game side, Jake? Uh, that's about it. That's about it. All right, Josh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it over to you next. I feel like I haven't gone last in a while. That's fine. Yeah, so, of course, I'm still dabbling in uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Still enjoying it. Uh, Star Rail, of course, is still up there. I, I do my daily grind. Uh, so... I picked up uh, Crisis Core Reunion, the PSP remaster onto the PS5. Uh, enjoying that so far. I, I honestly, I have to look and see what the differences are because I'm playing this and like, man, I don't remember Crisis Core as far as like gameplay 100%, but it feels better on the uh, a PS5 controller than it did on the PSP for sure. Does it so feel got... like a mobile game on the PS5? Does it no. feel like, yep, I'm playing a mobile game? No. It actually feels like an actual true game on the PS5, and I don't know if it's just because they updated uh, graphics and engine, or if it's because they tweaked it just enough to make, not make it feel like a PSP game. I'm enjoying it so far either way. Uh, I'm sorry, I Matt, can't get over that you said twinked it. <laughs> God damn it. But it's fitting. It's Final Fantasy. It's fitting. It's Final Fantasy VII. It works. Uh, it works. Our brother Matt got me back into Battlefield. I saw this. I, I saw s- you popped. I was sitting on my computer and Steam popped up. Hey, Josh is playing Battlefield 2042. And I sat there and shook my head. I was like, he's what's he doing? I sold out. I know I sold out. But I, in my defense, yeah. I've, been, I've been playing with Mikey and Matt and their friend Billy. I, I've been enjoying every moment of it so far. Like it's actually a bit like with them. But by myself, I'd be like, fuck this. But with them, I'm like, God damn it, I'm actually kind of enjoying this right now. Yeah, trust me. When I saw Matt playing it, I'm like, man, that sounds fun right now. And I looked it up on CD keys. I was like, I'm not paying 60 bucks for it, but I think you can find it for like 25 bucks. Uh, I found it on, I think it's Green Man Gaming for 26. And I think that's the one that gives you like the passes and stuff if they have that stuff. I don't think I read that version because they decided, oh, we sold you a really shitty game at first. Yeah, everything's free now. Even the worst game can be carried by the fact that you're playing it with a bunch of people that you know. And True, it, it makes but it much I, better. How many games that you know come out that were really shitty and then a year into its life are actually, actually has more people playing it now than it did, you know, two months into it being alive? That seems to be pretty normal at this point, Josh. It seems to be what everybody does. No one, yeah. no one fucking asked you, okay? You and just no one asked just me. Make, <laughs> fuck you. Anyway... <laughs> One thing I didn't bring up on here, and it's because uh, I didn't think about putting it on here because because it, it's demo, and I think it technically was a part of the fest. But I'm gonna say it now anyway. I I played the Final Fantasy 16 demo, loved it so much. That night, I set in my pre-order, and I have it literally ready to go. So when we're done with this recording, I can play it. I might I might hang out and watch you play that for a little bit while I edit this episode. I will make sure to hook up my stuff so that you can actually see it. It's on your PlayStation, right? Yeah, yeah no, I mean, I'll make my capture card and stuff. I gotcha, gotcha. set all that up, but I'll make sure I get it set up just so you can watch. I do want to ask how far you mentioned you're still playing Tears of the Kingdom. I've fallen off and just need to set some time up for myself to play it. What 
how far are you? How many bosses have you beaten? I had not even gone after any bosses. I mainly just like my problem is I like to do all the side stuff first as much as I can. So I'm mainly going through all the trials. Like you, that's my main objective: the trials and exploring. You have Zelda ADD. You'll be. You'll, I'm going. Oh, oh, what was that over there? Yes, and that's what I did. Tears of the Kingdom, and yes, I am aware. But at the same time, like that. Unfortunately, that's how I play games. Is I do all the all the side shit first. Get my, I make myself OP. So basically, when I go through the main story stuff, I'm unstoppable. Nothing can literally stop me. Literally. How many hearts do you have? I I have nine hearts now. Okay, I still only have four. So I'm way behind you. Yeah, I'm like I have the main overworld completely uh, discovered. I'm just going back now and knocking out any trials that I didn't do. And I have over half of the um, underground. I forget what that's called again. Oh, it's just such a big game. I, I have. It is. It is a very. I mean, it's so big, and you don't realize it until you're like. Honestly, I thought it was just the overworld. I was like, oh, this is going to be great. And then when I found out there was the underground, I'm like, holy fuck, this is a very big game. I think my main issue with it, with Tears of the Kingdom, is that I have to play it on the Switch. First of all, just the button like button layout, like accidentally hitting and throwing stuff is annoying. Yep. Second of all, my hand cramps on that motherfucker, no matter how I'm playing it. Oh, you have the light, not. don't you? No, I have, I have, um, I have the OLED. Oh, why don't you just dock it then? Because I then I would have to play the puppy dog controller. I don't have uh, I don't have one of the pro controllers. I have a pro controller myself, and actually I'm somewhere in my basement. I have a bigger controller, but it's a wired one. I it's behind you. your TV. I might take you. <laughs> it's hidden behind your TV. <laughs> you can't even do it. They're mounted to the walls. <laughs> you f you've dug like an extra hole behind that so you can pull the TV out. We know just, how mounts work. Jeff. I have this feeling if one day I disappear and you guys try to find me, you're going to like come into my basement, look behind my wall. Somehow there's going to magically be like a safe spot and it's going to have like all of my passports and shit, like my fake passports. Josh, Josh if you're a spy, if you're murdered and dis if you disappear, we're going to look behind the TV first and find your body. It's 100% accurate. So Andy's going to hide me behind she knows, the TV? She knows that's where you hide your purchases that you don't want her knowing about. Ah, damn it. That was she, one time. Does she listen to this? No, but that was one time. <laughs> she knows. Hey, all it takes is one. A woman never forgets. Anything I mean, else on the game side, Josh? No, I'm I'm honestly more excited to get this episode over with so I can play some Final Fantasy, honestly. Josh hides his video games like a squirrel hides nuts. Okay. Uh, <laughs> thanks for watching, everybody. Uh, next week, we got 2020 Part 3. Nope, nope, yeah. nope, 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 nope. My turn. Let's see. I My review for Street Fighter 6 is in with Game Chronicles. Love that game. It is a lot of fun. I really enjoy the World Tour mode. It is the overmap. You're running around. Uh running around getting into fights you can like challenge old ladies into fights you can challenge just different people you walk past uh, your masters are the different fighters in the game the new fighters all fit right in i didn't play five so like i couldn't i knew luke was from five but i otherwise like couldn't tell you for a little bit who was new but like now that i've spent some time with the roster and know who the actual new people are to six they're all great they're all amazing no m bison the new bad guys jp 
he's all right. He's like an old man wizard with a staff that does evil things. Kind of reminds me of Hahachi a little bit from the from the Tekken. It's a lot of fun. My brain has melted from this fighting game, but I've enjoyed it so much. I've played online. I'm only iron in the two characters that I'm ranked in, but it's one of those games where I'm having fun even if I'm getting my ass beat. Another random one that I picked up on sale was Trombone Champ. Have you guys heard of Trombone Champ? No, that's the I game. Have. Like, I have. Heard <laughs> stuff like that is like, I'm not going near that. Come on. That's like that's like taking a shower with your dad. Remember that uh, could, game? Could, you ever oh, heard that oh, game? Oh, I, I thought you meant like game. actually taking a shower with your dad. I was like, what the? How, where, no. where is this going? <laughs> no. No, so... Me and Gus, speaking of father-son time. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> speaking of father-son time, we were playing a lot of that bees game, like the point and click, find the bees on the paper, or find the bees on the painting. We got tired of it, so I downloaded the trombone champ, and he just likes listening to the trombone, like go up and down. He'll, he'll play it. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was, this is the worst speaking episode ever. Speaking of father-son time. <laughs> <laughs> It's a fun little game. I got an S ranking on the warm-up. I got an A ranking on Happy Birthday. It's harder than I thought it was going to be, but it's scratching that itch of, you know, when you really get into, when you back in the day when you really got into Rock Band or Guitar Hero, and, like, you would be like, okay, I one or two songs, and I'm going to go play something else. You know what I mean? That is where I am with Trombone Champ right now. Even if Gus isn't here, I'll play with play with my god damn it we're get, we're moving on you did this we're moving on i'm also for, for the first time oh, right. sorry <laughs> we're playing human uh, i'm playing humanity have you guys heard of humanity this is the puzzle game where you're leading the people to the afterlife you're a dog you're like a dog spirit and you bark to create arrows to create their path you're collecting tall gold people it's kind of like lemmings from back in the day it's a lot of fun. It's aesthetically like peaceful. It's a game I'm really enjoying. I'm about, I think I'm in the second world. So things are starting to ramp up a little bit. You can make them change their direction. You can make them jump. You unlock additional things by collecting these gold people. Gold people, you say? Excuse me. They're like the, they're the special people, which is kind of weird. Kind of weird having special people that you need to bring to have additional collectibles, but whatever, you know what? Like, if you collect enough, it'll unlock cosmetics where all the people wear hats or all the people wear their winter clothes. You also unlock like additional ways to play the game. So by collecting gold people, I unlock the ability to pause in the middle of the game to check my stuff or to re uh, fast forward faster. Another thing I really like about it is after you set all your stuff up, if you feel like you kind of messed up somewhere in the middle, it'll let you, it'll let you reset the level but keep all of your marks that you've created. So that's really cool. It kind of speeds things up instead of like, okay, I know what I need to do. I just have to redo all of this. So that's been a lot of fun. I've got a few hours in that. Hoping to, I think that might be my summer game. That and Tears of the Kingdom. And then the last game I've got right here. Oh, I played a lot of games, but the last non-demo game is The Last Spell. This is a turn-based game. I've got this. I think I've already said it, but I've got this one for review. This one... But before the show, I had you guys listen to the intro song. It's very heavy metal. The game is about a world where the magic has gone amok, and you're part of this crew that's trying to set off this spell that will end magic in the world. But that's pissing everybody off, so you have hordes of undead and hordes of, like, 
evil creatures trying to stop you because they want to keep magic in the world. It's really gnarly. I've only played an hour of it. I still need to knock out a bunch more, but I've really enjoyed that hour. And I think I'm really going to like this. And I really think this is going to be a contender for Goaty Cell. Hashtag Goaty Cell. Jake, were you here for Goaty Cell? I don't even know what that is. He was not here for Goaty Cell, Nick. Goaty Cell is game of the year so far. Hashtag Goaty Cell. Nick's trying to make it a hashtag or make it a thing. And I keep telling him it's not going to happen. <laughs> it's going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's going to happen. I'm glad me and Jake are on the same page. It's not going to happen. Not going to happen, Nick. I'm sorry. But that's where I've been with games. Boys, what do you say we get into 2020 Q2? Yeah, yeah, yeah let's yeah. do it. COVID. Q2. I thought you said Kobe for a minute there. <laughs> First up, April 3rd, Resident Evil 3 Remake came out. I was really upset that they cut the Gravedigger Worm from this, weren't you guys? No. I mean, I was uh, the more... The clock tower, dude. Yes, yeah, I think the bigger th- problem was the clock tower. The clock um, tower and the worm were like one, in, like, because that worm, you fight it near the clock tower, don't you? No, well, you fight it after, uh, spoiler alert for those who haven't played a remake of a game that was already, you know, 15 years old. Um, that's 20 ish years old or something like that. Well, it came out in oh, like 99. Anyway, I, besides the point, for those who aren't aware, after Carlos gets the vaccine for Jill because she becomes infected, you go to the park, which is where you, f- you finally fight Gravedigger for the last time. Technically, you can run into him uh, one more time uh, prior to that, but it's only during certain events if you do certain things. I do like that this one opens with the Nemesis attack. Yes, I always, I always felt like that original three just kind of opened up weird. Like you were in a, you're in a warehouse with a weird guy trying to get into a truck or trying to keep you out of a truck. No. So what happens is uh, Jill is trying to find safety because the outbreak is like at its peak. Right. And so she runs down an alleyway, finds the warehouse where she finds, uh, I can't remember his name, what they called him. He's like, no, I just lost my daughter. Fuck you. He runs into the back of the truck, and then Jill's like, okay, fuck. I guess I'll grab keys, and I'll get the fuck out of here. But she also has a machine gun. (laughs) Well, that's if you did easy mode. If you did hard mode, you did not have the machine gun. Oh, they're just like, yeah, fuck you, Joe. Go out there. The easy gun gives you, you know, 100%. You can do all that stuff. Where in hard mode, you can find it. I think if I remember correctly, you can find it later. But it has less ammo, and you only start with the pistol. Mm. And, of course... Three did something that none of the games at this point had done it, where they introduced the uh, gunpowder. You can mix your gunpowders to make ammunition. Um, but yeah, I mean, all in all, they, I think as far as remakes go, this is the most poorly received one so far. Everybody loved two. Three, obviously, was shit on. And then four, I think, did something a little better. I mean, it's still not, you know, what everybody wanted, but at the same time, it was really good. I do agree with Nick, though. Starting with Nemesis attacking was fantastic. However, they do Brad so dirty here. I, I, you know, I haven't played the remake. I've only seen the opening. I do know, like, I did know that they got rid of Gravedigger. The one thing that I really liked about the original three was that everything felt like it was like it always felt like you were stumbling upon secrets and discovering these things in the city. And I don't know. Three has always been weird in my mind because... For those who don't know, the first part of three takes place before two, and then like the second part of three takes place after two. So it's a really weird timeline. It's not after two, it's just at the same time as two. 
it's set at the same time as two, but if you the original, the way it's split up before Jill goes unconscious is it's like, the day before. Right. And then after she's unconscious, it's taking place right around the same time as two. Right. So it's I don't know. Three's always been weird, but I've I've kind of always had a softer place for three, even though I know two is better in my heart. The only memory I have of three that like pisses me off more than anything is our old copy of three. Once you got uh, once you fought Nemesis oh, at the clock yeah. tower and Joe becomes infected, it always black screened. We can never get past it. We ha- yeah, we had a bad copy of three. That's true. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's that the only thing I remember about it as a kid. As an adult, I've played it and beaten it. And I'm like, man, it's such a real even honestly, it was such a great game. And I don't think three is that terrible. The remake. Those are things they could have done better for sure. But all in all, I think for what it is, you've got to give it respect. Like, yes, it's not as open as two. It never was, though. It's more linear than two. Two, especially in the speedrunning community and the modding community, there's so much you can do with the remake and the original. With three, it was always linear because it it had to be broken off in sections. So So is the team that did the three remake doing the five remake next? Are you just, are you giving are you giving is Capcom giving that team the lesser numbered games and like saying also but at the same time saying fuck you code Veronica we don't care. Well so they they had they had a poll and on their poll code Veronica was the number one picked. Dude if they remake that that's going to be bonkers cuz that'll base Here's my thing about Code Veronica. I don't think nearly as many people played it as people think. And so that coming out as a remake is basically going to be a brand new game for a lot yeah, of people. And honestly, yeah. have you guys have you guys played it and beaten it? No, I've played stupid. it, haven't beaten it. OK, so I've played it and beaten it. It's definitely a different Resident Evil. I mean, it's it's still Resident Evil. You still have this, you know, everything you loved. You have Claire. She's back as the main character. Chris gets invited. You get Steve and get introduced to him. And Steve's the most annoying fucking side character you could ever meet in my opinion steve father (laughs) yeah so that's steve um it has one of the more weirder villains and we also get introduced to the wesker that everybody knows and loves where you find out that he's live and he's uh genetically changed i think the ashfords are really cool i think that's something that has been downplayed across these remakes is the the founding members of Umbrella? Because I really, I really always liked Marcus. Uh, I forget his last name from the Resident Evil Zero, and like his origin story. Even though it completely fucks up everything they built, just having those three founders and like having them at war with each other and basically that starting everything, and them kind of using Wesker and what what's the main bad guys from Two's name. With the Y, oh, uh, Birkins. Birkins. Basically having Wesker and Birkins carry this stuff out for them. I love it. I love it. I mean, all in all, I think with the remakes, they're definitely doing things right. They're making the story more fluent. And I would love to see more. Like, I don't know if you guys uh, read the some of the books that they made. Did not. There is one called, uh, I think it's called Columbine Cove. Oh, love uh, it. What a so peculiar it, name. <laughs> I think that's what it's called. I, I can't remember exactly off the top of my head. Basically, it's like what's happening in between one and two, where you if follow all the stars members who survived uh, the mansion incident. So Barry, Chris, Rebecca, uh, Jill, 
they basically are like trying to find help and they realize that the police aren't going to help them. They know that Irons is kind of crooked and they actually are being hunted by mercenaries hired by Umbrella. And See, so the whole idea is they get like a, they get stars to help them to an extent. So they get like a bunch of side people from stars to take go with Rebecca to one of the closer research facilities of Umbrella. And you find out that they're also rampant with uh, the virus. See, now that's cool. I would like that. Welcome to Raccoon City, which apparently is getting a sequel for some reason. I wish it would have focused more on the like instead of trying to get one and two in a movie like it did. Focusing on that in between 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 one and two, I feel like that's when the story is at its most interesting. Oh, the books do a fantastic job explaining like what like, like literally all we know before is or in between the inc- the mansion incident and two and three technically is apparently Jill, Chris, and Barry and Rebecca all left Raccoon City. Smart. It's like, okay, why do they leave Raccoon City? Like I'm confused. Like Raccoon City is supposed to be like the headquarters of Umbrella. Still really or smart. The U.S. branch. <laughs> really smart to get out of there. Well, I know it's really smart to get out, but I'm saying, like, if you're going to investigate Umbrella, why did you leave Raccoon City? Right. Why well, they were probably, I mean, Code Veronica, they're looking for those other... Well, um, Claire's looking for Chris still, because... Claire's looking for Chris. I mean, they're leaving to go find the other parts of Umbrella, because, yes, Umbrella is Umbrella is headquartered in uh, well, Raccoon City. Well, it's in every country, basically, because it's a huge pharmaceutical company. But after one, the mansion lab has exploded... So in my mind, if Umbrella is a smart company, like they're bar- they're burying everything that they can. So like well, that they clearly lab, didn't because they got shut down. I know, four. I know. But that lab <laughs> under the police station, there ain't going to be nobody in there. Like, All right. Hey, it everybody, we got to go somewhere else. Nobody. It wasn't in the police station. Nobody. It was underneath the city. Yeah, it was underneath the city. But you can take you get there from the police station. Well, you go through the sewers and then you find it. Yeah, because the police station was a gift from Umbrella, Josh. The whole city was a gift from yes, Umbrella. Yes, practically. yes, that's what I'm saying. But like, I, I feel like we're I feel like we're saying the same thing, Josh. Oh well, either way, we're getting sidetracked here. At this point, they're they're fixing everything. Yes, are they, are they going to stumble? Yes, because I feel like we had after two remake, we had such high expectations for Resident Evil Three, and that's just let's face it, the most notable antagonist in all Resident Evil franchise and Capcom franchise at this point is Nemesis. And they've done them dirty every time they get a chance ever since that original three. That movie where he looked like he was a rubber suit. Yep. This. The only good thing I will give them is Carlos. I think Carlos looks and acts so much better in this. He's not the, hey, all the ladies love my accent. <laughs> and this he's a little, he's, he's taken more seriously. And it's like, yes, that's, this is what we need. The well, uh, the last yeah. time Nemesis was scary, I think he was in a Marvel vs. Capcom. He was also in, there was a PS2 game where you were an alien and there was a Resident Evil 3 based level from Capcom. I forget what that game was called. Once I can think of it, I'll remind you guys. But it's the Did last it? time, was it Under the Skin? It might have been something like that. But well, he's, he's also in Dead by Daylight. Was he in Dead by Daylight? Yeah. He's uh, technically one of the killers. Oh, Nemesis? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You were right, he was. All right, up next. April 10th, Final Fantasy VII Remake. We read it right this time. You guys got it right. You can read your Roman numerals. We did it. We did it. I own this game. Actually, this might have been the first game I bought during quarantine, by the way. 
and I played it up to the point after the first reactor and then haven't touched it since. You're missing so much. It's fine. It's a fine game. I like that you can switch between characters in the middle of the fight. If you don't feel like playing cloud. Am I remembering? I'm remembering that yeah. right, right? Okay. You can switch between characters, yeah. I there's some points where I think there's some parts in the story where you're kind of forced to play as characters. Like, um, one point in the underground, I'm pretty sure you have to play as Barrett. Uh, oh, I forgot Jesse's in I forgot about Jesse. Yeah, they're, well, they're all in it. Yeah, but they're uh, in it a little longer, aren't they? Uh, yes, and actually, spoiler alert for now, a three-year-old game, for those who haven't played it, um, Wedge lives. Or is it Biggs? I think it's Biggs. It's the bigger guy, Whichever right? Whichever the fat one, yeah, whether the fat one is. I think Biggs he, is actually the bigger guy. Okay, I forget, I get it mixed up. He actually survives where we still lose Jesse and the other one. Oh, that's sad. Also, uh, fun fact, and I know we said we weren't going to bring, like, hor- terrible jokes into it. Can anybody guess what the first known mod for this game was? Oh, oh was, it probably... was it the uh, was it the tattoo thing on Cloud? No. It was probably something that got somebody naked or, like, made somebody prettier. It was either Barrett or Cloud that it got naked. Oh, I, it, is it the one that, is it the obvious one? Yeah, go ahead, say it. Tifa? No. Eric? Jesse. Jesse, okay. It was a Jesse mod where she's naked. And then the one after that was, I think, Barrett. Or not Barrett, uh, Cloud being naked. Where, where? For for those who want to know, Josh, (laughs) where can they find this on the internet? (laughs) Uh, So I think with Steam, you can basically... Steam and uh, Epic Games, there's uh, a trainer for... PS5 or PS4 when it came out, I don't know how people did it. I don't because that's where it first came, uh, appeared. But I'm sure the 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 equivalents for PC exist because let's face it, the internet is awful when it comes to big titty girls. The internet is awful. It, it is a terrible place. I always my favorite part of this game was being in Midgar and looking up at the ceiling. Always the coolest, right? Right? Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I feel like it, you're looking at me like I'm taking crazy pills. Like nobody does that. Nobody I know. I, I just keep I keep nobody laughing because every time I hear a naked mod, it cracks me up because the first thing people thought for the Resident Evil Four remake for a naked mod was a naked Leon. That was the first thing I remember. I think I sent you a naked Leon GIF. Yeah, we talked about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was me. I remember. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I made the GIF. <laughs> But, but okay, so for those wondering, Josh, why should I fucking care about this remake? Oh, this is going to be a remake of every other game. It's just more modernized. No, that's what they want you to think. Not only is it more modernized, they've tweaked the story just enough to make you go, God damn it, I want the next one. I want to know what's going on. I feel like the tweak is going to kind of... I feel like they're Kingdom Heartsing Final Fantasy Shut seven here. fucking mouth right now. I feel like they're Kingdom Hearting it, and I don't I'm think I'm going to Kingdom cool. Heart my fist into your face. Okay, but... I'm going to lock that world. No, Heartless are getting in that world. But it's just... I don't know. It just feels so overdone. What do you, okay, so I'm confused. What do you mean by it's overdone? Can you can it's you explain the, the meta commentary about keeping the timeline clean and everything having to be the same? And but that's not Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts. And they kind of have no. a time thing going. No, they don't. The closest thing they had to it was the data world, and even then, Kingdom Hearts is just. 
It's just it's convoluted. Yes, Kingdom Hearts is very convoluted, but you can thank Disney for that shit. Kingdom Hearts does have the time thing, by the way, Josh, because I remember yeah. Chain of I remember Chain of Memories. Okay, I know they have the time. Oh stuff. my. Okay, so the Memory World and or Castle Oblivion, basically the place that manipulates your memories, and then the Data World for Dream Drop Distance. The fact that you can just rattle this shit off your brain, off the top you of your brain. You know how many videos I had not watched to actually understand and comprehend what's going on in Kingdom Hearts? I've watched a lot, okay? There's I so played many, a lot. There are so many games, they don't even know how to number them. They're like, two out of 158 Kingdom Hearts. Okay, Whatever. you're thinking uh, 365 and a half days. <laughs> you ha- See, you had that ready. You had that in the chamber ready to go. Okay, but still, my point is... That is not what this is doing. It's not like, oh, the time must be the same. It's saying that fate can be changed. You have to be willing to change it. Can I? But at the same time, we don't know why. Yes. Nick. Can I make a prediction? Yes. No. So we all know they're doing this timeline shit because they want to save Aerith. They want Aerith not to die. Like that yes. was the big Final Fantasy VII sin that... Well, and changing her name from Eris, but that's another that's another thing. That's the big Final Fantasy VII sin, and you know what's going to happen? They're going to save Aerith. Tifa's going to die in her place. Nah, I'm not against that as a as a as a fan theory being thrown in there because I've always, I've, I've always I've always believed the Cloud Tifa relationship way more than the Cloud Aerith relationship. Well, I mean. Yeah, because Tifa and well, I mean, okay. Spoiler alert again for those who haven't played a three-year-old game. We'll put we'll put a thing in the show notes. Yes. So for you two, I hope this is not spoiling anything. At the end, at the end of one or the remake, basically we find out that Zack is still alive. He doesn't die to the Shinra uh, army at the the standoff when he's taking Cloud from uh, the rebuilt Nibelheim to Midgar. Mm-hmm. So somewhere in this world, Zach is well. We don't know for sure he's hundred percent alive, but he survived that incident, so we know he's out there somewhere. But we don't know why Cloud has this the Buster Sword because that is technically his that he got from Angeal from Crisis Core, and we don't know what he's been doing up to this point because obviously the whole theme of the original Final Fantasy VII is Cloud is reliving Zack's memories as his own because he suffered from Mako poisoning from when uh, he fought him, Zack, and Tifa fought Sethroth at uh, Mount Nibelheim. So we don't know if he's still suffering from that. So we don't know if Cloud still thinks 100% that he's a first-class soldier. We don't know how Sethroth was able to change fate and we don't know how Cloud... I mean, we kind of figure out how we know Cloud survived the fight with Seth Roth in, at Mount Nibelheim, but now the timeline's changed so much, and fate is changing. We don't know what exactly is going on, how everybody survived, whatnot, so on and so forth. I know There's too watching, many questions. I know we're watching Cloud chase Seth Roth right now, but Seth Roth is way more, um, way more in this than he was in the first act of the original Final Fantasy VII. Right. Because right. he yes. didn't so really... The, he didn't really pop up until the end when he kills the uh, the Shinra president. president. Shinra. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So with this, he's obviously he's affecting Cloud more, and it's mainly because he's somehow changed, or he's he's come to a realization at least that fate, the only way he can defeat fate is if him and Cloud join forces. 
Cloud doesn't want to do that because obviously he knows Sethroth's bad, but we don't know how Sethroth came a part of it or became aware of this and how he's able to have manipulated it to the point where everybody can change fate, where Zack's still alive, where they still leave Midgar, where they actually tried to save... Uh, I don't remember. I can't remember now off the top of my head if the president still died or not, but... At one point, you were actually saving the president, and somehow fake tries to get involved and try to kill him. Hey, I still, hey, I still give them big props. They still did the uh, the scene where Cloud does drag, right? Yeah, hell yeah! <laughs> and you can still win it. I remember, I remember, like up to the release, people were like, "Are they gonna do it? Or is it gonna be in the game? I have no idea." I'm... Let's face it; that's most, one of the more the f- more fun parts of disc one. It, yeah, I remember being. I remember even as a kid, like being really creeped out by how the guy acted towards Cloud. Uh, as like a kid, was, I could never. I always thought it was like a rumor, like oh, Cloud could win. And as an adult, I know it by heart now how to get him to win. <laughs> At least in the original. Josh is like, I know how to be sexy. God damn it! Do you want? Mm-hmm. You want, I can tell you. I have my head not even looking right now. What do you have to do? All right, what do you have to do to win that? What, what's it? What's the proper name for it? Uh, oh, to win. Uh, d- uh, 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 what's his name? Is it different Dio? It's uh, to win to become the wife of the mafia guy. What do you got to do? Of the underground. You ready for this? Do it. Okay. So you have to win in the gym. You have to win the squat situation to get the, the blonde wig. You have to bring uh, antiseptic to the guy who's puking at the bar or to the girl speaking at the bar, and the guy goes in and is able to finally shit. He gives you uh, perfume. You have to go into the materia shop to ask the guy. The guy asks you, the materia shop owner asks you to do a favor for him. He tells you to go to the hotel and buy a certain thing from the vending machine. You have to spend a thousand uh, gil to be able to get the best item, and he gives you a diamond tiara. And then when you go to the uh, shop, or the dress shop, to pick out your dress shop, you have to go to the bar to get the dad to come back to make dresses and you have to ask for a silk dress that is uh I believe it's shimmy like shiny almost keep going and then you have to go into the b club b club you have to pick the the question mark room which is basically the the room where you get all the big muscular guys to take a bath with you and you get the bikini short or the bikini uh bottoms it sounds like a regular Tuesday. And then you have to go into... Oh, I think that's it, technically. I forgot the part where you have to actually go into the food place, pick the meal of the day. He gives you the ticket to go to the medicine shop, go to the medicine shop, trade it, uh, trade it in for the antiseptic, bring it to the guy. Josh, you really, really wanted to win that contest. <laughs> Did I? Is that correct? Did you look I, it up? No, I didn't. No, I'm but going, I'm, okay. sure, I'm sure you probably <laughs> read it script from game or, or game FAQ. He had it written down. Uh, it's it's tattooed on my wrist. Well, now that we know how to be the sexiest girl in Final Fantasy VII, we're gonna move on. June second, Valorant came out. Valorant is is this, this the League guys? This is the League of Legend guys that put this out. Right? Yep, this is yep. Riot's. Uh, some would say their Counter Strike killer. Which honestly, uh, eh. I think I think at the time it was. Now that it's you know been out for a while and it's you know stood on its two legs for a hot minute. I don't think kind, it's the yeah, CSGO it's kinda, I think it's the CSGO competitor. Yeah, it for it's sure has like slowed down. Form. It's slowed down for sure. I mean, I haven't really followed anything that they've done lately. But I remember when it came out, it came out around uh, 
COVID times, obviously. And uh, it, it was really popular. People were dropping their main game and going pro at Valorant because, well, they wanted to be the first. This was the most uh, streamed game for a while, right? For like yes, for like periods of 2020 and 2021, I feel like maybe even like early 2022. I, I would say for sure, the rest. So all of 2020, or you know, so when it came out 2020, all of 2021, it was for sure the most played game. I think it had outdone CS:GO for a hot minute, but then I think CS:GO kind of picked up, and even now, I think with uh, their their CS:GO two basically. Uh, it's 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 a faded memory. It's still good. It still has its following, but I just don't think it's it's ever gonna go back to what it was. Did these did all these characters have abilities? Or are you just buying guns and abilities? No, uh, so all of them had their own abilities. Um, yeah. So the one you're seeing there, she creates smoke screens. Um, there's a guy who creates like basically like ice walls. Somebody who can um, use a radar basically for a certain area. Like each have their own special things, but he had a healer. Really, just think CSGO meets uh, Overwatch. Yeah, I would say. It, it yeah. kind of feels like as a whole, hero shooters are kind of on their way out, or at least not not in the golden age anymore. Mm-hmm. Thank God. We had too many. <laughs> well, think about it. We had way too many. We had, you had Overwatch. You have Valorant. You have uh, Rainbow Six Siege. Don't forget Battleborn. Battleborn. Oh, God, Battleborn. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't even last a month, right? It was basically a dead game on arrival. Never. Uh, I, I think there was a, I, you know, and people are going to call me an ignorant slut, but I think there was a lot of, like, I got fucked. I think there was a lot of bleed over from, between uh, class shooters and hero shooters. Yeah. And I say that as someone who loved Titanfall and Titanfall 2 a lot. Like, there was just so much. And then Call of Duty started to lean a little heavier on the class-based stuff instead of, like, the weapon stuff. Like, you still mm-hmm. picked your weapons, but they had their different classes. Battlefield got the late memo and decided to do it in 2042. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, shit, 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 shit. Well, that, go- that goes back to a development thing where they just, hey, everyone's doing this. Hey, it's 2017. Everyone's doing this. And then by the time they get it out, the fad is come and gone. Or whenever, whatever the timeline was. Oh, yeah, it's... At this point, I I agree with Jake. It definitely it's made its point. It 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 came, it saw, it conquered, and now it's just there. I it's, mean, it's it's still got a community. It's still got people playing. I got. You no, know, and I think it will. I think it will until Valorant Two comes out and shows that we don't need sequels for everything. So Valorant Two will not come out. I I don't think they would do that. Um, the next Riot game that they're working on right now is a fighting game. Oh yeah, called, I forgot they're still yeah, doing that. Yeah, Project Project L and they you've seen demos out there and it looks great. <laughs> so that's I mean, I feel like Riot's taking over all the genres. I mean, if it comes out this year, I mean, it's going to be a heavy year on the fighting game side with Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, maybe Tekken coming out. I feel like if they're going to release Project L, it's probably going to be around the same time Arcane Season 2 comes out. Multi- oh, yeah, they'll definitely want to mix it up. Multiverses might come back out, so you know it's it's the, comp- the competition, <laughs> the competition. Fighting games, man. Back. Fighting games. I mean, Dude, they took that one. Uh, Tekken Eight, Street Fighter they, Six. They took Scoob out back and they put one right behind the fucking skull, man. Scoob, <laughs> no. Anything else on Valorant, boys? Uh, nah, no, it's 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 all right. It's a play with your friends. I don't know. Dead game. Dead game. No, mm, it's, not, not, I don't, it's not dead game. No, it's not dead. Game. It may not be breathing. That's why we go up to check on it, but it's still alive. 
It's not dead in the crib. Dark episode. June, next game, June 19th, (laughs) The Last of Us Part 2. I can't believe that, hey, this game just turned three a few days ago. Last of Us Part 2 from Naughty Dog, and now we have a TV show for it. People hated this game, you guys. Like, people really hated this game. Which I don't, okay, so, and that's why I don't understand the, the community. They, like... Pump the shit out of one. Even the re uh, the, the remaster, I guess technically, of it on the PS5. People hump the shit to the point where it's it's like, okay, we get it, guys. You love it. But then this came out, what they've been asking and begging for, they're like, oh, it was awful. And it's like, okay, make up your mind. I think this was I think this was better than the first one. I might be I might be alone in that feeling, but I really, really, really enjoyed too. For those who don't know, Last of Us series, third person action horror game. Um, zombies, zombies, yes, zo- mushroom, mushroom zombies. The this one features Ellie, the little girl from the first one, a lot more. Spoilers again. We're just putting spoilers that are over the show. I'm sorry. Joel dies within the first few hours of this game. He is murdered by Abby, who is the daughter of the doctor that Joel kills to save Ellie at the end of the first game. Yeah. And people did not like that. I think part of it was that the game was advertised heavily on Joel. Yeah. Joel was there. And to be fair, to be fair, the game bounces back. Like the game does some time hops that like bring him back for a little bit. Like there's a, there's a scene where Ellie and Joel go to a, it's like a, a NASA museum and get into a rocket and like pretend they're shooting off into space. And it's like this really cool moment about living. It's a really cool moment about living in the moment and not like fretting the, the world falling down around you. Oh, that girl just scared the hell out of me right there. But, um, really like what this game does. First of all, there's a portion of this game where you're going to avenge Joel and you end up in Seattle and the game goes open world for a cool hour, hour and a half where you're looking for things to do. Like there's a there's a guitar solo that you can play that you can p- completely miss in this playthrough. Uh, you basically spend three days in Seattle trying to avenge Joel. Then the game flips, flips you on your head, takes you back to day one and you're playing as Abby and seeing everything going on from her side. And I don't think people like that, because also Abby was really muscular, and people just, I guess, don't like muscular girls, I guess. I don't know. In video games, yeah. Well, we're also getting to the point where they started to show stuff for uh, Horizon uh, Forbidden West. Oh, girls don't have facial hair. What's what's her name in uh, Horizon? I've never played that. Alloy. I think Alloy looks great. Well, okay, for, so for the people who are to the guy who specifically tweeted it out, and it cracks me up because he's like, girls don't have facial hair. I was like, but every, everybody has facial hair, dude. Like, that's... <laughs> that. Have you never spent time with your grandmother? Girls have facial hair, goddammit. <laughs> like, that, that no. That, that's a thing. <laughs> Clearly, you've never been with a woman. Clearly. Chill. Stay in your mother's basement. Touch grass, touch grass. People getting upset. This game plays really good. I remember, I remember at one point there was a there's so much coverage on this game. By the way, this was like you. It it was like the coming of Jesus in gaming for a while. No, like people were just like losing their like in a good way. It was like there was just so much buzz, so much coverage on it. I was like, man, this is a really big game. But then I remember just people just started shitting on it, and it's like, guys, is this what you wanted? 
it's such a good game. And I really think Naughty Dog needs to knock it off with the Last of Us multiplayer they've been working on. Oh, they dropped it. I think they dropped it. Did they compl- I, I heard that I they think- were like backpedaling a little bit, but I didn't hear that they completely dropped it. It sounds like that. it sounds like there it was like going to be a game live game service type thing. And now Sony has like Bungie coming in and consulting all their other studios and stuff like that. Like they have Bungie coming in to be like, eh, you know, maybe don't do this, maybe don't do that. And I think that's what probably happened. Oh, they're going to make mistakes because Bungie right now, people are just shitting on them. Uh, You know what? Marathon's going to be great. But let me get back to The Last of Us real quick because, like I said, that open world portion is great. There's a portion where you're playing as Abby in a hospital looking for some medicine for uh, one of the boys. There's also there's also uh, what what's what's their name? Lev, a transgender character that people were openly upset about. People just wanted to shit on this game for everything that they could. I, it does. Last of Us Two does what I think all great sequels do. And it introduces characters that people are not going to like. If you look back, Metal Gear Solid 2, everybody hated Raiden. Everyone hated him. And now look at him. He's like a fan favorite. He's a ninja cyborg. People love him. And if you go back to 2, like, he's a great character for what 2 was trying to do. Halo 2, everyone hated the Arbiter. Like, let me play Chief. Let me play Chief. And, uh. <laughs> and now people like the Arbiter. I think you're kind of going to kind of see the same thing with five people hated Locke because you played Locke so much and didn't play chief. I think people will turn around and come back on, come back, come back around to Locke. this game. People hate Abby. I love Abby. I think she's a great character. I really enjoyed her. I really enjoyed like the back and forth between her and Ellie. It's a story about like, how far would you go for revenge? Like, is, should you really keep going? I could, we could do a three hour episode on this game, but I refuse. Uh, Alan Wake, I think Alan Wake is going to do something like that. Alan Wake 2 has Saga, the FBI agent, that people are kind of like, you hear rumblings, you hear rumblings <laughs> on Twitter where people are like, what? Is, this game's going woke. And it's like, what the fuck? She's an FBI agent. What the fuck is wrong? Calm the fuck down. But any anytime I see a sequel that has like a new character, I kind of get excited because I think back to all those games that I mentioned and I, Think back to how much of a shit show it was, but how now we look back and people love those characters and people really think that sequel went places. And I think that's what the case here is for The Last of Us 2. Excited for 3 when it eventually comes out, if it ever comes out. They're probably more focused on the show right now more than anything, though. But with the WGA strike, who knows when that'll come out. I mean, you can. There's always going to be a group of gamers that just hate something. I mean, like, for example, TFT uh their testing server that they had before the set came out had issues and the developer actually brought it up the other day in a tweet saying that he got death threats and all this stuff like guys it's a test server like calm down what do you go touch grass go play a different game like relax it's not the end of the world i don't know i feel like i feel like the internet should be able to like should have a setting where if it detects that you've made a death threat it shuts down for an hour and just <laughs> completely bans you off the internet. You I was thinking more like, <laughs> I was thinking more like it like gives your location away. Like, dude, you want to talk big? Let's see if you can act big. All right, hey, we're sending a big motherfucker over to fight you right now, tough guy. I can talk about Last of Us Two forever. I might make that our book club game in the future. By the way, boys, we still need to we still need to get on our book club shit. We still got time. But Jake, did you download did you download our book club game? Do you remember what it was? 
I do remember what it was. It's better if you son of a bitch. I bought, it, I bought it for it, you. It just said in there. <laughs> you, you at least accepted the code, right? Yeah, yeah, I have it. It's in my okay. library. Not installed though. So we're gonna we're gonna get that going here soon. I know. I think I think the mindset was probably waiting until we finished, like got caught up to the current year, or at least waited until after game of the year in a few weeks. Game of the year so far in a few weeks. It's a weird sentence. Josh, you ready to do some news? Yeah, let's do it. Read all about it. Latest football scores. Morning paper. Morning star. Paper mister. It's time for old news. Uh, April 17th. Video game-centric crowdfunding and investment firm FIG was acquired by Republic, a larger investment firm, to expand FIG's capabilities for funding options. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. <laughs> now it's gone. As of May 23rd this year, right? I, I think so. Anytime anytime I hear about any of these like backer websites, I'm just like, just do it on Kickstarter. Like I I'm a yeah. full be- I'm a full believer in oh hey, this all shouldn't go through one thing, but just do it through Kickstarter. I'm not trying I've recently funded a friend's short film on was it Spark and Seed? And like I remember rolling my eyes when I saw that it was on Spark and Seed. Like I'm still gonna support that friend and donate, but also Spark and Seed, this is this is not gonna be here in a year. <laughs> what the fuck is he? I don't even think I've ever heard of Spark and Seed. <laughs> I think it might be something for film. I don't know. I didn't read into it. I was just like, here's the money. Do Kickstarter I'm looking next into time. it. Like, why yeah, why not kick why not something everybody can know? Like I'm if I saw Spark and Seed, I'd be like, oh, this fucking seems like you're like trolling me. Like I'm ready for like to be Rick rolled or for, to get uh, malware on my computer. Is this an OnlyFans competitor? Yes. <laughs> hey, no one can compete with OnlyFans, okay? Come check out my Spark and Seed. AUM. Uh, <laughs> uh, May 22nd. Bandai Namco officially celebrated the 40th anniversary of Pac-Man. Happy birthday, Pac-Man. That oh, mother- Pac-Man. That motherfucker that always be eating. Fuck. Always Dude. be eating. Hey, hey he's hungry. Let's hear, let's hear your best Pac-Man impression. Like, are we talking like when there's no pellets, when there is pellets? When you're about to gobble up that ghost, man. Waka, 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 waka. That's it. I, not, I, I, <laughs> Josh, you don't have to. I just want to see who is dumb enough to do it. Do it I want this shit to be dumb enough to do it. I'm not doing it. <laughs> do it, chicken shit. Waka, 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 waka. June 11th, uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment held its PS5 The Future of Gaming event where it unveiled the PS5 design and several new and upcoming games. Giant router. PlayStation 5, man, that, uh, it was just a weird announcement. I don't know why they didn't just hold off on releasing everything for another year. Uh, yeah, so for those who somehow slept in a rock or didn't hear about any of it, uh, by the time the PS5 and Xbox Series X and X, S and X came out, there was a chip shortage. So between those consoles and graphics cards, because I think at this point it was the thirty, the thirty, or the three thousand series, so thirty sixties, seventies, eighties, and nineties. When this crypto, this crypto craze was going on too around this yep. time, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, crypto craze was going on too. So basically, everything you'd want from a new graphics card to the newest, latest consoles 
if you were lucky to find it uh, in a public place, you got it. Otherwise, you were being scalped the hell out of or having to wait. I don't think, and even now, I think it's not 100% fixed. Mm -hmm. No, no, it is. It is. Like, it's very hard to scalp nowadays. Well, to scalp, but I mean, like, as far as, like, the, the true chip shortage, because I know they've, since then, everything's better. Like, every, you can find a PS5 back in, in store or in stores. You can find graphics, or you can find all the latest 4,000 uh, 4, series. But as far as it being 100% back, I'm not 100% sure. But uh, it is better. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's much better, yeah. Inflation. Well, yeah, inflation. <laughs> well, that's not, that's not going to keep them from getting them out. I actually saw a PS5 in the wild for the first time. I've and, seen. Uh, I haven't seen an Xbox S Series X. I've seen a bunch of S's, not any X's though. Yeah, I, I've seen PS fives. I've seen S's. I have not seen an X in the wild. What's crazy is we're about halfway through the console generation this November. I feel like. <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> it honestly no. It's for this generation. It's been weird, especially for. I don't know how they're doing it with yeah, uh, the ones and, or Xbox in general. But for PS for PlayStation, it's super weird because you would look at like the they for some reason are giving you not only the PS4 version of the game, but they're giving you the PS5 version of the game. So like for uh, I remember when uh, Tales of um, what's the last one they just did? There's two. Oh, what is that it? I know so this many. one. Tales of fuck. It's not uh, best. No. No, not Best Area. That was one before that. Because I watched you play this one. I know exactly uh, what you're talking Arise, about. Arise. Tales of Arise. When that came out, that was the first game that I had bought digitally for the PS5. And when I saw that you could download the PS4 and PS5 version, I was like, wait, what? It, it threw me off because, you know, I would I would think, oh, if I bought the PS5 version, I'm going to get the PS5. If I bought the PS4, I'm going to get the PS4. No, you got both. And still to this day, when Nick was doing the Street Fighter VI that just came out, he got both copies. Mm -hmm. I had to, like he was gonna borrow my PS5. I was like, yeah, that's fine. But then I sat down. I was like, wait a minute. Have you already put it to your account? Because they should have given you a PS4 version. He's like, oh yeah, they did. It. I like. I, said, I don't know how Xbox is doing. I don't know if they are doing it that way. But that's weird to me. That your your console, your next gen console, never really launched. It's not. It's not as big as like the PS4 when it came out or as big as PS3. And it's a, a bunch of things. COVID, chip shortage, the demand really wasn't there for it. I mean, it's a more expensive console. And you know that PS4 version of Street Fighter, uh, I mean, yeah, load times inside and like there was some pop in, but otherwise it played great. Like, and yeah, I think you're playing. I, I want to say you have the, the standard PS4, right? You don't have the Pro? Yep. OG oh, so you PS4. Have, man, you got the bitch, record, PS4. You have a hard drive in there. It's not even an SSD. <laughs> oh man you bitch you could actually nick if you wanted to you could pop in an ssd in there and that would probably make it 10 times faster probably i'm not gonna i, I barely touch no thing, so i get it yeah worry about it but still to my point like it's weird it's super weird that we've we're three years oh going on three years into these consoles i don't think there's been like a memorable release for any of them honestly like, there's I not like a reason to have them besides maybe god of war but even then like I think you had the PS4 version, right? I think there was the, a PS4 version. I think the biggest thing on PS5, honestly, I think the the can't miss PS5 game. If I'm looking at the library right now, it's probably Returnal. But even then, that's on Steam now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
it, it, it's baffling. It, it's such a baffling time in the console, honestly, area. Because everything can be seen on PC now. They're realizing, oh, we're, we're missing potential. Hey, PC Master Race. Just play on PC, guys. PC Master yeah, Race. PC Master Race. I was Race. waiting for someone to say something. You guys are getting yeah. way too comfortable saying PC Master Race. Moving on. Man, shut uh, up. Moving on. So to end it all off, uh, June 22nd, Microsoft announces the closure of its mixture stream service on July 22nd instead of transitioning and partnering with Facebook Gaming. That was a big fuck you to Facebook, and I appreciate it. I did too, but at the same time, like, how did you think Mixture was going to go? Like, so correct me if I'm wrong. The only big name that I remember that signed on to Mixture originally what, Josh, was Josh, Ninja. Josh, 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 what, What's it called? I said Mixture, didn't I? You, you did. You could say Mixture the whole time. I, I was like. Mixer. I don't know why I said Mixture, okay? I, I, I didn't Mixer was cool, though. I remember watching, I think, an E3 on Mixer at one point, and it was fine. It was, I think it was cool the first year it came thing. out. It was a cool little thing. They were giving I, they were giving away games on there too. I think. Yeah. yeah, I loved its interface. It was so clean, and I've noticed that uh, Twitch took the whole channel point thing from them. Mm-hmm. Like, it was so good. It was such a great idea. I was like, oh, okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. The only big streamer I can think of that went was uh, Ninja, and he got Buku Dolores, right? Oh. Buku Delorius, and then on top of that, I'm pretty sure he went back to Twitch. Like the moment they announced that they were closing, he's like, "Yeah, fuck you guys, I'm going back." It kept the money. Yeah, they they kept the money. Like it was him and I think it was Shroud. Oh. Him and oh, Shroud. Sorry, yeah, that sounds so, right. So yeah, so Ninja went to YouTube and then returned to Twitch, while Shroud went back to exclusively to Twitch. And now they're all leaving Twitch. <laughs> Well, it's only a matter of time before something bigger comes. What I do remember about Ninja's uh, channel while he was on Mixer was that someone, I guess, got a hold of his uh, Twitch account and was just streaming porn. I remember that. <laughs> I totally remember that. It was insane. I was like, and then oh. they end up like banning the whole entire account in general. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, well, why, why'd you do that? You can't do that. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, that's the news. Josh, thanks for doing that news. I appreciate you. Jake, you got a meme for us? Me? Time. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got yeah, a, a one meme. All right. it's, a, it's, a, it's a good one. You know, oh, you got CSGO taking a test, and you got this guy representing Valorant looking over. And guess what happens? The balance comes out. <laughs> Jake, can you even name what this is like? The who those two people on the left are? Is that, well, I, what was that Mr. Is that Mr. Bean? That's it Mr. is Mr. Bean. Bean. Okay, I was making sure you knew it was Mr. Bean. That's all. Yeah, I know. I know my. I know my. My memes. Your British. Your British comedy. You know it. British. British. You talking about what, British? What a bottle. <laughs> all right. Jake, thank you for that. Hey guys, Steam Next Fest is going on right now. For those who don't know, Steam Next Fest is when a bunch of demos get dumped out on the Steam of upcoming games. I played a handful of them so you don't have to. I actually, like I said, top of the show, I think I played up, uh, was it 20? I think I'm at 20 right now. I've got a handful here. I've got my notes right here. I've got videos of each one up. Guys, you guys want to look at some Steam Next Fest games? Yeah, yeah, lay it on us. Yeah, dad, yeah. 
Yeah, Dad, yeah. So this first one is called Don Duality. So you are a Mafia Corleone, I guess. And so you're the guy in the little white hat to the right if you're watching the video. And you're basically running your Mafia. Upstairs is your kitchen. So you're running it as a proper kitchen. Your gold coins are your mo- are your is your money that's been laundered. Your silver coins is your dirty money. The guys at the bottom, you send them out to do jobs. Up top, you're just running your kitchen as normal. If you, uh, there are cars that pop up. So here, actually, let me fast forward here. Uh, you can hire new members. Like that little red card you see right there means that something bad is going to happen, and you got to try and work your way out of it by either getting a card that takes that card away. Uh, if you send your mafia guys out to do too many shady things like steal cars or steal art, it gets the cops on you. And I don't really know what the full objective of like a playthrough is. I've only gotten up to day eight. Uh, but yeah, you'll see that ran- avoid random event card right there. We'll take care of that fire inspection. Yep. See how that happens. Uh, it, it was fun. I just didn't know what I was building towards. So I'd be, I'd be interested to see what a full game looks like. Cause I got, I got into it, but I got to a point where I was like, mm, what is, what, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? So that was fun. Okay. So here is, here is probably my favorite, like my, my favorite or my second favorite of the show of the event so far. This one is called Surmount, and this is a climbing game. This is a 2d platformer climbing game. You climb like you're, if you're playing with a controller, your left hand is LB, your right hand is RB. And that's how you're climbing. You're grabbing these different things. You can, like, let's say you're grabbing with your left hand. You spin to jump up higher. And it's got, let me see if I can find them on here. Like, you connect to these little things in the the, the little rope repellent hold, repel holders. It's so much fun. Like, it, this game got real. I got really into it. I played this for about an hour. I was only trying to play each one for 10 minutes. I played this for about an hour because I was having so much fun with it. You know what this kind of reminds me of? What? Do you know that game where you're the guy in the bucket with the yes? Yeah. Like, it reminds me of an easier version of that. It's like that meet that that meets Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild because I see the stamina. Uh, like that. If you if your guy falls, does he just go splat like blood everywhere? I fell a few times, and I don't know if I just wasn't falling from high enough, but I didn't really take any damage. You were just like back to wherever you fell. Oh, I just want to see someone. So it's probably means blood. it's like uh, Human Fall Flat. Kind of. Nothing really happens. The, and it's got like this little Animal Crossing aesthetic. I the, would say, yeah, Animal Crossing. I'm seeing like Mies from Wii. <laughs> and the story of it is that no one has climbed this mountain to the top of this mountain that you've gone up to. So like it's it looks like Animal Crossing, but it's got like this dark side to it because it had like skulls and other like weird imagery of the mountain beforehand. But I really Pokemon. What this this might be my favorite, my favorite. There are some other ones. There are some contenders in here, but this one was a lot of fun when this I there. I don't think there's a date on that one, but I was I was like, oh, when is this coming out? I need to play it. Uh, Here is the next one (laughs) because it's called Next Fest. Get it. This one is called (laughs) the Golden Eyed Ghost. So this one's a little janky. This, once you see this, you'd be like, oh, this looks like a Sega Genesis game. This is a Souls-like. I didn't really get a vibe on the story. I wasn't trying to play these demos and get any story out of them. You're running around, swinging the sword at guys. I was getting stuck on a lot of stuff. 
This does look promising, though. As, you remember that Sega Genesis game we used to play with the dragons? I, we talk about it and forget the name every Sorcerer's other Kingdom. Sorcerer's Kingdom. It gave me those vibes just from the look of it. This one, like, uh, you might, yeah, see, he's stuck on that bridge right there. Uh, I don't know. Like, uh, as much as it, there are things that it needs to work on, I was just like, you know, when this, when this is polished and ready to go, this will this will be awesome. The other thing that concerned me about it is they launched their Kickstarter right as this demo went live, I believe, which kind of rubbed me the wrong way. It's like, what are you doing? But no, I I, get, I could see why they do that. It makes some sense, but at the same time, I agree. It's almost like a slap to the face. Like mm-hmm. when I think next fest, I think something that's coming out this year. Yes. So you're do you wait a minute? You're telling me you're doing a Kickstarter and this is next? No, come on, come on. You know what this really reminds me of? Because you keep saying uh, Souls-like or that Sorcerer's Kingdom. It actually gives me more of a, a legacy of Goku. I could feeling. see that. I just, the grain, it was the graininess mixed with like the fantasy setting that kind of gave me that Sega Genesis vibe. No, I, I mean, I could see that, but I, I see the rocks and I saw him hit the rock and I'm like, my God, this is legacy of Goku. Let's get this. Look at this legacy of Goku ass shit right here. Uh, this is another one. This is a one that I played really quick. This is a run-based game called Wonderful. Wonderful. I'm sorry. It's called Wonderful from Wonder. Tiny Roar's name of studio. I wasn't naming those other studios, but that's okay. They'll get their they'll get their day in the sun. This is a a like a hex game. You're basically in a dark world. You have this lantern that only has so many turns before it goes dark and ends your game. You have to go out and collect those flames and build a city around you. Uh, you lay down like farms and fields and stuff that clear out the trees and clear a path for you to go get those flames. It seems like it could be fun. I Like I said, I spent only about 10 minutes with it. Uh, I don't know. I wanted to see a little more variety at the start of the demo, but we'll, we'll see if it branches out. I might go back to this one and give it another try. It's cute. It's also very cute. Suck out. Uh, up next is Valley Peaks. This is another climbing game. There are a lot of climbing games. There's also that one that uh, was announced for, during the Xbox show. I think uh, Jansen, Jan, something like that. That's also got a demo. I haven't played that yet, though. So this is Valley Peaks. This is a first-person climber, though. And if you look at this, it kind of has the look of, you know, those old... CTVs, the big fat TVs, where if you got really close to them, everything looked like a line. Yeah, boot mm-hmm. tubes. That is what this looks like. And it looks really pretty. I have a picture of it that I took in-game that I'll send you guys after the show. Yeah, imagine playing this in VR. Oh, this would be sick. This oh, is the first person that looks pretty sick right now. Did I mention that you're a frog? You're a frog person? Frog person, huh? So I really, I really enjoyed this. This is another one I only played for ten minutes, but I would go back and do a bunch more. Uh, there's a lot of, lot of mountain climbing. I think that stems from Zelda. Everyone just saw Breath of the Wild and climbing, and now we're just getting into everyone else. Like, hey, here's how you do your climbing. Beautiful game. Looks great. Great art style. I'm just curious to see what else there is to do besides just explore. Like, I want to see if there's a story. I want to see if there are other things to do. Who knows, but it looks beautiful. Like, I'm looking at this trailer right now that we're watching together, and I'm just like, God damn, that looks good. So that's that's also on my list. That's a that's up there for me. 
Uh, here is here is another contender. I think it's Valley Peaks, uh, that first climbing game, and Ugly that are probably my top three right now. Ugly is a 2D platformer puzzler. Think like Baird, Braid, Braid from the mid 2000s, early 2000s. You play this ugly little guy, but the the twist is like the main the main mechanic of the game is this little crystal thing you put down that creates a mirror that you can switch between. So like if your little if your little like ghost person your little reflection like goes like can walk in the air and like end up on a platform then you switch into that platform and then you're the real person on that platform. It's got a cool art style. It's kind of got you're in this like haunted looking building. There's this weird little mummy dude. I got I got stuck on this one admittedly. I got stuck on a puzzle and needed a break. But this this yeah even like oh my I think I think they know what they have here with the comparisons to braid cuz there are yeah there are sections of it where it's like almost a spitting image. There's a room you go into with all these doors that looks like they're going to lead into other worlds. And I was like this looks like braid. But that's I've had oh, a lot but of actually looks really good. It kind of gave me uh, braid meets uh, Cuphead almost vibes. I you know I was getting Cuphead art vibes from it. Yes, because just looking just looking at the screens for it, I was like this game looks ugly, and then actually playing it and then watching the trailer, it looks great. This is a game. This <laughs> this next one, admittedly, uh, also ugly. By the way, ugly is from Team Ugly. <laughs> great great name, you guys. I love it. The next one here, this is called Jelly Express. This is a co-op game from XX Game Studio. I didn't have anyone to play it with, and there's no one when I searched or no one of my friends who had it. So I played on keyboard and controller because I'm an idiot yeah, <laughs> and are. just wanted to try it out. You play two little goo boys, and you're just trying to carry stuff around the map together. It's a fun little puzzler. I don't know. I love little co-op puzzlers like this. Like I really liked Blanc at the beginning of the year. I always think about, I often think about Ilo Milo from the Xbox 360 days. You guys remember Ilo Milo, right? Yeah. Yeah. So there's little elements of uh, what Goo World or whatever that old iPhone mobile game was from back in the day. Like you want to carry some rainwater, carry a box. You basically just have to move together because you can kind of fuck each other up. I enjoyed it playing it by myself. I'm sure I'd enjoy it more playing it with others though. Might get one of you fools to download it. Ha ha. He he ha ha ho. A quick one here. This is Bilkin's Folly from Webby Soft. This is a pirate Zelda looking game. This uh, has the humor of a, you guys know, oh, what is it called? The the uh, Monkey Island games? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of got those vibes. Like I found a, Early on, you find a ghost who doesn't realize he's a ghost, and he doesn't realize that he was killed by his friend who stabbed him in the back. He even says, like, oh, you know, I went out with my friend. He was holding his sword the entire time. And wait a minute. Do you think he stabbed me in the back? That was actually... Uh, that that was just looks short, like Monkey Island route. meets uh, Stardew Valley. Well, basically, you're just... Right. Well, eh, not so much on Stardew Valley. You're looking for your lost family members. Well, I mean, as far as, like... Oh, art style. Why art style? Yeah, gotcha. That's what it kind of reminded me of. That one. That's one I want to dig a little more into. Another one. This is a first-person shooter. This is World War II shooter meets uh, meets 
like the Cthulhu type stuff. This is a first person barrel shooting ass game. Uh, what are they going to do to this baby? I know I'm going to call this, <laughs> I'm going to call this episode father and son time based off of the earlier discussion, but Oh no, where'd the baby go? Oh God. Oh God. <laughs> Literally. There's the baby. Oh God. Oh, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, the little bit of the demo that I played, you were running around shooting Nazis in a cave. You have these powers. You can activate a shield. You can activate uh, eyes that see like these platforms that no one else can see. It's a hard game. I'm not bad at game. Okay, I'm kind of bad at games. But mm -hmm. I was having trouble getting through this cave. I, so I want to play a little more of it. It, just, it feels like a regular first-person shooter. It doesn't doesn't feel like anything special but let me spend a little more time with it get to one of those boss fights and see what we're dealing with because if there's anything i love it's a good world war ii shooter where you're killing nazis and yes. i do love some good cthulhu stuff so we'll see oh that was from this one's from evil guinea pig uh, let's see we got a few more here uh two more two more crime o'clock is a puzzle game it's kind of a oh, what would you call it like a find and seek book page type thing who is this from this is from bad seed great developer name you basically have this big map you're traveling back in time trying to stop this crime from happening you uh go through so like you'll have this image and you have like uh eight ticks of it with a tick being like a moment on that map so, like, let's say you're on tick seven and someone is on a diving board and then you go to tick eight, someone's no longer on a diving board. Or tick six, a window's broken. But if you go back to tick four, it's not. So, you know, like, there's a tick between those two where it gets broken. And you're just trying to solve crime, stop them from happening. There's a little bit of some demon play here. There's a little bit of, like, you guys remember the movie Minority Report from back in the day? Mm -hmm. yeah, a little bit of that. A lot of, lot of uh, your little AI buddy talking to you. I hope that's just from the demo and not the actual game. But there was one mystery I solved where a ex-band member murdered, murdered uh, the lead band member by shooting a crossbow across the stage, cutting a wire and dropping something on him on the stage. And so basically you're like tracking his movements through that day finding him seeing where he's hiding and then seeing what causes the crime so you can report the crime before it happens to the cops in the past it's it's weird it's a weird game all the characters are animal type looking characters i believe i've, I've seen some humanoid i don't know i've not there's a lot of furry games guys there's a lot of furry games in next fest right now are that you, i've seen why not are you uh are you a dog in this game i'm guessing no you no, i don't think no you're crime. a person at all you're just you're just that you're just an eyeball and I you're watching a lot of furry games. There's one. There are a few that people have recommended on sites and I'm just like, I don't think I'm going to play that. There's like one about like furry high school or something. And I was just like, yeah, that's that's not for me. This is where could I you, could you send a link for our viewers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will put a link for our viewers to the furry high school game. Uh, one more one more demo here. This one is called Ludo. This was this is a first-person horror game, as some people like to call them walking simulators these days. This one I was actually playing with you guys a little bit, not with you, but having you guys watch me play a little bit. 
you are in this house, you get a call about someone being worried about you, and then after you answer the call, you end up in this, uh, just a mirror image of your house, but with chains everywhere, there's a person in a sheet, which is very, it's effectively, it's very scary. Uh, this person, I assume, chases you. I didn't get far enough to where they were chasing you through the house. Yep, here it is right here. Yep, he gets up and starts chasing you. It's not, it's it's scary. It's very scary because this game looks gorgeous. Like the movement, the movement of the sheets. Could you imagine playing this in VR, guys? I mean, I if, mean you, if you got to move slow like that, yeah. It'd be, oh, so he's going to get you anyway. Yeah, he's going to get you no matter. I ran into him. I was just like, get it over with. I kind of want to fast forward and see a little bit, a little more because we got stuck. Oh, yep. There he's just sitting there. Yep. I enjoyed this. I wanted to see a little more. There is another horror game on here that I want to, that I want to try out. Uh, it was giving me, what were they? It was giving me Silent Hill vibes. And I think I've seen other people write about it. What was it called? Let me find it real quick. Stray Souls. It's a third person horror game. I'm going to have to check that out. Oh, he's sitting up now. That's terrifying. Uh, I'm probably going to go back and play this demo once we get off of here. I know Josh is going to go play Final Fantasy. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> it's already out. I want to play it. He's already out. Oh, yeah, I guess it is midnight on the East Coast. Hey, everybody, we made it through the show. We are halfway through 2020, which means we are getting closer and closer to being caught up, which means we're going to have special episodes covering games, like going like doing deep dives in the game. So that'll be coming up. We've also still got our game of the year so far. Hashtag Godiso coming oh, up the happy. first week of July. Be ready for that. 13 categories. We've got some contenders coming up from the first half of the year and part of December. Yep. We're going to have those December games in there because they didn't. Holy shit. <laughs> Sorry. I've still got Ludo going on over here. You can find me, Nick, on Twitter at that Kaufman. You can also find me on Twitch and YouTube at Nick Fat Knight. Josh, where can the people find you? You can find me anywhere at I'm Josh Sang. Jake, where can the people yeah. find you? You can find me on TikTok, Twitter, uh, YouTube, and Twitch at JakeyBoyKaufman, where I will be playing TFT. TFT. Also, check out Josh and I do some reviews for Game Chronicles. Go check those out. My Street Fighter 6 review is up. I'll have the last spell up. Hopefully, by the time you're hearing this, on Monday, Josh, you have some reviews coming up, don't you? Yeah, I've got uh, Voodles and uh, Midnight. All right, so be ready for those. Josh, we'll get those links when those are ready. Just let me know. Yeah, I think it should be about this weekend, hopefully. Yep. Uh, as always, everybody, we're a Trident Network podcast. Go check out our siblings. They are awesome. Uh, listen to us wherever you get your podcast. Tell a friend. Remember, fuck the algorithm. Tell a friend. Thank you to Alex Marvin Clark for our intro and outro song, Hunt Him Down. We have a link to Alex's SoundCloud in the show notes. Go check it out. He's got some awesome stuff over there. Guys, this has been Smashing Game Time. We hope everybody had a smashing grape time. We'll see each and every one of you next time. Final Fantasy.